The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and definitely you have tuned in to the right program today because I am thrilled that we have with us as our guest, Kermie Woolenhouse, Ph.D. ATP. She's an angelologist and clairvoyant. Kermie, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad that you're here, and I know that you are a person by far that has moved from good to amazing in your life, and looking forward to hearing not only how you've done it, but ways in which we can benefit from your experiences. Well, thank you, Temple. It's so good to be here, and thank you for asking me to be part of your show. I'm very excited to be here, and the angels are all here, so we're ready to go. All right. Well, I'd like to um, welcome you and um, and your angels to our show. And um, I've heard people ask me before, and I so I wanted to, for the purposes of our audience, uh, define for us what is an angelologist. An angelologist is someone who researches and studies angels. It's um, it's a term that was coined. Oh my gosh, many many years ago. In fact, uh, during the Middle Ages, there were many angelologists. As we know, um, there was a lot of folks talking about angels, and that's where it comes from, where uh, how many angels can sit on the tip of a pen. Uh, There was a lot of questions about angels at that point. And so uh, Thomas Aquinas was actually called the angel doctor. He was very much involved with angelology and some of the things that he has put together in his time, uh, we still believe in our current age. And how did um, this path uh, present itself in, in your life? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before and then how this opened up for you in your own life. Mm-hmm. I had... People will ask me about, oh, was I, did I have an angel collection and when I was small and things like that. And, you know, I did, but I wasn't, like, so involved with them. I liked them a lot, but um, it wasn't something that was on my horizon for many, many years. I was devouring, just reading metaphysical books. I had got my master's in divinity at Iowa School of Theology in Denver, And I was just reading, reading, reading metaphysical books. And I thought, you know, I'm a Virgo. I should be getting a PhD in this. I wonder if there's anyone that would offer courses to teach me about metaphysics and all these amazing things that I was learning. And I found, I asked the divine. I went to prayer and I said, "Um, is there any place you want me to be? 
And sure enough, um, St. Petersburg, Florida. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and, uh, many times. I was pastoring a church in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And it, it's a very wonderful, eclectic community. Uh, lots of different, certainly in Arkansas, there's some conservative elements. But there's also some Wiccan and some UFO people and just all kinds of very interesting people. And uh, when they were looking for a pastor, they said, we really would like you to have a lot of different things. And I kind of fit the bill because I had a Christian background, but I was also very interested in a lot of other things, new thoughts, certainly um, just all kinds of things. And so I just fit the bill. Anyway, uh, my contract was ending there, and I kept asking, where do you want me? And I kept hearing St. Petersburg, Florida. And I'm like, St. Petersburg, Florida? So I went home and looked it up at the map. Uh, I just kept getting many, many signs. And uh, I moved, lock, stock, and barrel, after my contract was through in Eureka Springs. I didn't know a soul there. And I moved. Uh, two weeks later, I had all the pictures on the wall, and I just went to the divine again and said, okay, what do you want me to do? And I happened to pick up one of those, um, I forget now if it's Natural Awakenings or what your health magazine is there. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a an ad for the College of Metaphysical Studies and a PhD program. And so the next day I went and I just kind of talked to the director of education, Dr. Paul Daniel, and I said, you know, this is me. And he said, you know, this is how we get students. We don't get them by our advertising. We just, that's the door. But um, it's usually spirit that leads them here. And so I sat at their feet, and I tell people, I said, if Harvard Divinity School would have taught me how to talk to angels, I would have gone there, but they didn't. It was all very theologically based. And so I sat at the feet of mediums, healers, just all kinds of psychics, all kinds of folks there, and they taught me. I sat in a lot of dark rooms talking to spirits on the other side, and I was getting ready for my dissertation, I thought, what is it going to be? God, what do you want me to do for my dissertation? Because I knew it would be the focus of my studies. And I had taken every class I could. I was just getting just such a great education there. And one day I had an angel experience. And I couldn't believe it. Like, it was amazing because feathers came down off of the ceiling where there shouldn't be any feathers. Um, a song went on the CD where the CD was playing something else. And it was just like, and I had this presence, this angel visitation, and it said, talk about us. And, you know, a while later, you know, I cried. I, I mean, it was just such incredible love that was in that room. And I was with a friend kind of loosely, and I said, I have to go now. And she said, something happened, didn't it? What happened? I said, I can't talk about it. I'm crying. I went to my car, and I just cried for a long, long time just because of the, the love. And so I, things just happened. Um, books fell off the shelves. I'd be studying about angels, and uh, I'd go to a library, and there was some obscure book that a librarian says, we never, you know, we didn't, I didn't even know we had this book, and here it might be helpful to you. It's just what I needed to to have. So anyway, um, later I did ask, I said, what took you so long? And uh, they said, if we would have called you sooner, 
you wouldn't have had the broad education that you have because now I can go into more traditional Christian settings and go into new thought settings. I could go into real metaphysical. We can all kinds of different settings because I know. And if I had started my education knowing I was just going to focus on angels, it would have limited me so much. But now I have so much terminology. Um, so that's been real helpful too, especially um, my third book. Uh, it's not published yet, but um, I just published my first book, How to Talk to and Actually Listen to Your Guardian Angel, based on a workshop I do all over the country. But my third book is going to be more on my dissertation and it is uh, Angels and Sacred Texts. Um, so it uh, follows many of our sacred texts throughout the world and, and talks about their angel beliefs and their, their ancient texts like the Book of Mormon or the Rancho Book or any of those. Um, there's a lot of angelology in there. So I, I talk a lot about that. And I think that, you know, what you're saying is, is so true and I can sense that from the core of you know your conversation because like um, you know people will think nothing of sometimes pursuing an astrologist or it's it's someone out there that why not get some information you know it's like somebody was asking me this uh, morning they came by to the office and said you know do you ever talk to an astrologist or an angelologist and I said if I have a choice, if I'm going to go out and play softball and somebody's going to tell me, oh, would you prefer to play in the rain or in the sun? Um, <laughs> I'm going to choose, you know, I'm going to choose the sun, right? I'm going to choose the better time or experience in order to do, you know, what I choose to do. And I think that um, with the work that you do, uh, it's so true because I think that um, – there are people out there that they make various claims, but because of either lack of experience or credentialing or way of being, um, they're tagged right away woo-woo. Like, oh, well, that was way out there. you know. But yet anyone that has ever met or worked with you or done any work with you, it's like and I just see that you're giving a, a great um, a platform uh, for um, exposing people to the things that are available to us all the time. Uh, if people say all the time, listen to your inner spirit, or you have angels around you and things like that, but it's more of a head language rather than an experience, whereas you offer the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's true, and that's, what I always wanted um, growing up is I wanted to experience the divine. I didn't want to just hear about it or something. And I, I just, um, you know, I'd heard about Jesus and, you know, different folks who actually heard God's voice or um, just beings on the other side's voice. And I thought, oh, I want to do that. And, uh, and what's nice about being clairvoyant or any of that is that we all are. I love that. So when people say, when did you get the gift? And I said, we all have the gift. We all have subtle senses, just like we can see, we can hear, we can touch on the physical sense. We're all clairvoyant. We're all clairaudient. And, you know, you as a pastor know for sure, and I I just kind of, when I'm in 
a church setting, and I'm always inviting the pastor to come to the workshops for free um, because I want them to hear what I'm saying, but I'm always saying, you know, where do you think your pastor gets their sermons? So, Temple, I know that when you pray, it's not like you think, hmm, I wonder what I'll talk about next Sunday. Um, you're guided, and we all are. Sometimes it's that same voice that says, change lanes now, or um, grab that bottle of water out the door. And we say, well, no, I won't because I don't need it. I'll get it later. And then we say, gee, I'm so thirsty. I wish I would have, you know, followed my intuition. And where does that come from? We don't know, but we we know that it wasn't necessarily for us and from us, I mean, but that it may have been imprinted on us from our celestial helpers. And um, I tend to think that there's two groups of celestial helpers. I'm sure there's probably many, many more. Um, I like the angel... Uh, band and our spirit guides. And so I tend to people say, do you talk to spirit guides? And I say, yes, I do. Um, and periodically when I'm doing an angel reading, there'll be a spirit guide there or somebody from the family that's passed on the other side or an ancestor that they don't know but is there that's part of their nationality or something. And uh, I certainly will ask the person, do you want to talk to them? But usually I just go to the angelic realm, which is a little bit higher in frequency vibration, which is a little bit higher in love. Um, I just want to kind of explain, since I brought it up, angels are different than spirit guides. They have been created by the divine to be between the divine and creation, where spirit guides and, you know, our dead grandma has been here before, and they live on the astral plane or heaven or how we want to say that. It's a very loving place, and as we know from our near-death experience people, when they come back, they're like, oh, so wonderful. I didn't want to come back. And now I'm not afraid of dying anymore. But those are folks that uh, sometimes they want to be of service to people on the physical plane, and they'll say, let me go to spirit guide school so I don't, like, put my will on anybody, but to help guide and, and help them in their soul mission. And that's basically what angels do and guides do is help us in our soul mission. They can't do it for us. And whenever I'm doing an angel reading, I'll say to people, I'll say, this is a consultation, just as if you have a business and you're bringing in a tax consultant. Um, you know, use this. You make your own decisions. And uh, that's the same with the angels. Just, you know, hear what they have to say. And you make your own decision. If it feels right and you want to go with them, that, that's great. And if you don't, that's great too. Um, you know, they're certainly not here to tell us what to do. Um, that's just not what they're up to. They're just here to try to uh, help if we want. About 11 or 12 years ago, um, someone had given me your name and phone number and, and said that you, um, you know, were able to give guidance and, and ideas about people's lives. And probably for me, I, I would say in my entire lifetime, I probably reached out to mm, maybe total 10 you know, 10 people, you know, through the years of feeling spiritually guided to, okay, let me sit or ask questions, you know, upon uh, this person. And um, and I called you up and, and we were talking and I was saying I was looking at, you know, the next couple of years of my life and you said, um, I'm getting the message that um, you're going to be driving over the bridge and you're going to be um, teaching and you're going to be ministering and uh, you're going to be in a white car. 
And I thought, oh, you know, that's nice. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing. And yeah, that's great. Uh, and at the time, there wasn't any, any, uh, you know, truth to any of that as far as in, in my visual and in my time. Um, and one um, Sunday morning, I'm driving over the bridge in a white car, <laughs> about 45 minutes from where I live, and I oh. went, Kermie Wollenhouse was right in this space, you know, that I had been told this, and and here we are. And I remember getting goosebumps, you know, all mm-hmm. all over me. So uh, it, it's a beautiful thing, and um, the spirit time and angel time is sometimes not human time, but it's mm-hmm. a possibility of time if we, you know, like you said, if we say yes and. If we listen, well, we are going to break, but when we come back, I'd like to ask you some questions that I'm sure that you get asked often about this time in our lives and 2012. And I want to thank everyone that's listening today and also thank all of you for your ongoing donations and support to Unity Online Radio. We are in 117 countries on this show and we appreciate you listening. We'll be right back. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Hi, this is Ellen Devonport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used, and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave The Five Principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because The Five Principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life, whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know every day in every decision. Just five principles. They cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org. Jesus taught us that it is our divine creator's great pleasure to give us the kingdom of limitless good. We are all heirs to incredible abundance, and yet many people right now are stuck and struggling in a place of lack. How do we walk the walk and experience vibrant health, profound love, limitless wealth, and overflowing joy in the midst of a world consciousness of lack and separation? Each week, you will learn powerful and practical tools to experience greater abundance in every area of your life. Hear from experts and visionaries that are living examples of sacred abundance and have your questions about prosperity answered from a spiritual perspective. Join Reverend Robin Ryder live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time on Sacred Abundance, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And so welcome back, everyone. Goodness, we're like three weeks into this year already of 2012, and we are definitely from good to amazing. And think about some of those things that in your life, they could be simple but yet profound. The choice you make today about some of your changes in your life, whether it's to lose weight or gain weight or Uh, to have a new relationship in your life, or most importantly, to have the greatest relationship you could have in your life called yourself, Um, whatever choices that you make right now are little steps forward that you wake up one day and and you're there. Uh, Kermie, again, I want to say thank you for being on the show. We're talking with Kermie Woolenhouse. She is an angelologist. She has her Ph.D. She is Christian-based and metaphysically-based. She travels all over the world and has people calling her from all over the world. If you have an interest in having an angel reading with Carmi, I'm sure you will, you can look up her um, address on the web, on her website, Kermie, K-E-R-M-I-E, and the angels, that's plural, dot com, Kermie and the angels dot com. We'll mention that later, so if you didn't get that down right now, we'll mention it again in the show. Kermie, um... I wanted to ask you if you could give us some uh, information or guidance or some insight. There's so much buzz uh, about this time in our dimension and the Mayan calendar and all those uh, various conversations of 2012. Could you uh, give us some insight or some thoughts of what you may think around now? I sure can, um, Temple. And you know, I always tell people, you don't really care what I think, but I'm going to ask the angels what they think. And uh, uh, one thing, though, I know when I'm doing readings, I have to, they, they told me something about when you were talking about going over the bridge, um, you know, in your white car. And they yes. reminded me that, um, and they said, tell her this. So I have to tell this, and then they'll go on to 2012. <laughs> they said, um, you were also singing to the top of your lungs. And uh, as you were going over the bridge, because it was going to clear your throat chakra, your expression, and that it was going to bring in light, because you were saying, um, well, I'm going to, you know, I, I can take somebody with me. And the angel said, no, 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 you have to be alone because they wanted to be with you. They, you know, God wanted you to just use that time on that bridge. Can you imagine being up there singing, bringing in God? Oh. And you know that, that is absolutely true. I will declare that. That is absolutely true. And that was such a different paradigm for me to have as a speaker teacher that instead of contemplating on what I was going to be saying, I listened to rock and roll and diva and disco music and I was singing to the top of my lungs. So that they that is absolutely correct. So um, thank you for reminding me of that. Those were... Very magical times for me, yes, in my development. Not that I'm still not developing. <laughs> for sure. Yes, we're still on the planet. so we're Yes, still we are. We have our human we? suit. I love every minute of it. Well, I uh, did 
talked to a church group on January 1st, 2012, and I did mention New Temple because I said I have a minister friend, and every year she comes up with a, a really great kind of motto or affirmation for each year, and, you know, debt-free in 2003 or, you know, something. I just made up stuff, and, uh, and I so I threw it out, and I said, what do you think 2012 is? And so people said different things, and it was so interesting because that was the day you contacted me by email and said, dwell into 2012. And when I talked to the angels just now about when you asked the question, they were saying, bring that up because you are absolutely right that this is the time to get a little bit deeper into everything. So we're going to do a little bit more soul cleansing, soul mission. We're going to, um, what are they saying, kind of our life purposes is what they're saying. We're going to get deeper into those. We're going to be getting deeper into, um, not debt, um, but deeper into financial well-being, deeper into all these this rich. They're just showing me like velvet that this is going to be such a rich year and that with the Mayan calendar on December 21st, uh, that that there is a shift at that point. Um, and it's nothing that we as light workers or beings of higher conscious or new thought aren't ready for. I mean, we've been hearing about earth changes and this shift of consciousness, the age of Aquarius for so long. And we're going, when is this going to be? And... So it's just, you're right, it's just another milestone, but they're saying that it's not going to end a, a thought that we're ready to release, and they're saying um, this is a good time for us to release some of the old, and to, as we've continued to do that throughout the years, but this is a really good time, um, and this year is to just try out those new wings of this new age, this new uh, way of being, this cooperation instead of competition and, and love instead of fear and, and all the things that the mass consciousness is going to finally say, I am so tired of living in fear and kind of say, okay, who's, who's living in love? Who's really going forth? And there's going to be much more movement in those realms is what they're saying so that they really are going to, uh, we all uh, on the planet are going to delve into kind of this depth and say, you know, I'm tired of being superficial. Thank goodness we got to. We got to have that red convertible or whatever it was we were into, um, that new lipstick or um, that hot car, I don't know, whatever. But they're saying that this time we're going to go into a little bit deeper richness uh, than that and that we can find that. Um, on this planet as well. Sometimes people think that only the richness comes uh, by being in the spiritual plane. And uh, what we're doing is actually, and, and you're doing it, is, is bringing the spiritual plane onto the earth plane as the earth is going through her shift into um, this evolutionary process as well. So they're just saying, kind of dig in, and they're showing me a shovel. Like, delve, find the gold, um, because there's so much. We're not going to be living just on the surface anymore or in, in, in the sky. We know that. We're going to go down deep and really anchor these uh, things that we know to be true and really live it.
That's beautiful. I love having a motto or, you know, something. And um, I, we're really enjoying it already as a community delve into 12 with amazing grace. And start, part of it started permeating toward the end of last year because as I researched the song, Amazing Grace, it was, it was such a, a different paradigm for me because growing up a, a, as, uh, in a Southern Baptist community, uh, Amazing Grace and singing that song with just the energies of how people were holding it at that particular time wasn't really the happiest of songs for me. I could play it on the guitar. I performed it at my grandmother's uh, funeral and and my grandfather's and, you know, those kind of things. It, it had depth. You definitely, there's no one, I don't think, that is a feeling uh, human being that can sing that song and not have, you know, emotions or, or energy. But there was something about really understanding how the song came about with John Newton that I just found amazing. And then putting that metaphysical understanding on it, you know, of how we all have those times that we are blind, uh, not physically blind, but blind in a way that we have all this amazing grace happening all the time, uh, as you were saying earlier. And sometimes because we're not being in tune or we're preoccupied or or thinking of 12 other things, or wishing we were somewhere else other than where we are, um, they just go right over our heads, you know. So that whole, it's just been a really uh, rich time for that awareness. There was a gentleman here yesterday from Kansas City, Missouri, and I I spent um, an evening with him last week, and he had his, he had a major PR communications company, He's on so many boards. He's set with celebrities. Uh, people call him from all over to get advice. He has led large campaigns uh, about what is good for the children. And so I went on and on and on in the service about this guy that I had met and how rare it is for me to, you know, see a hero. And so I went on and on about it. And then at the end, and I said, and the thing of it is, is that he is totally blind physically totally blind and people were just I mean people were just crying and you know like gosh you know I how can I have excuses look what this person is doing you know with this lack of a huge part of you know who they are uh, and we talked about that of how people want to disassociate from their darkness versus you know part of your darkness is part of your gift and Etc. So anyway, that's exactly what you're talking about. That uh, there's going to be so much more depth to us, right? It's true, and those storms are the winds that blow us to our next evolution. So it blows us to our next opportunity, and uh, so yeah, you're right. So during the even the darkest and you know those shadow times. And just be the the wave, the tsunami that just takes us further into our uh, opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really um, amazing. They're also saying something too about um, where you are in St. Petersburg and uh, the central part of Florida. There is, you know, sorry about this, but um, they're talking about the hurricane season. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying that um, you've been fairly, and it's not necessarily luck. There's always lots of uh, reasons why Tampa Bay has never gotten a direct hit. Um, but they're kind of saying there's going to be some that are fairly close. But not to worry. That use it as a pruning time, and to also um, kind of dig in deeper. Um, to uh, they're really using this digging in kind of part is like anchor this stuff in. Um, really, kind of let go of of uh, anything and use those hurricanes as releasing agents. As let them blow the leaves off of you know palm trees that aren't supposed to be there. So let them blow the stuff out of your energy as well. And not that you're supposed to be outside in it, but they're just kind of saying use the energy and uh, go into meditation and just watch the stuff in 2012 just be blown away and taken away more than we've ever seen before. Sometimes we say, please release this, cut this cord or whatever we do. And uh, we just feel like it's still with me. I don't like this. But they're saying that 2012 we may find a little bit more dramatic weather, um, and to use this, um, to just kind of say, oh, okay, this is our opportunity. And uh, they're they're just kind of saying, as you kind of uh, look yourself as, okay, what's the opportunity in this thing that is a challenge to me? What's the opportunity of this? And they're saying to continue with that with weather uh, there as well. That's really powerful. They're also saying that since this broadcast is going all over the world, that um, everyone will be affected in some way uh, by a weather event, and um, not to certainly be in fear, but to really kind of just be open-eyed and say, okay, here we are. This is my opportunity, and I happen to be in, say, Arizona, um, and like last year where we had fires all around us, and so it was a great smudging opportunity. And so just to, and it was kind of interesting just um, because it kind of ring run around one of our big Air Force bases and our um, military operations here. And uh, people would say the smoke would just come over, and it wasn't like anything was in danger too much, but um, it kind of smudged the whole military. And it was, I, I just kind of think of it, as you know, as we're getting more peace on Earth, that our military um, is, you know, really coming back from wars and are going to be more peacekeepers, as we have been, but um, more used for um, Earth changes or when there is uh, devastation somewhere to to really be there as well. So those resources are going to even be more into... um, not only our local soil, but um, our neighbors as well. They're showing me our neighbor's soil. And they're saying that, um, so keep blessing the military because they are really going to be used uh, as, uh, as t- in times of crisis. And it's not always warfare or this military, but also think of when people are going, oh, we don't want to, you know, war, we don't want to have this money going into guns and killing people. Think of it as all this money going into shovels and, you know, brooms and sweeping up and food and and things like that and water to people that really need it at this time. So as we go through these kind of um, weather events, um, they're just kind of showing me the tornadoes that just went through um, kind of the south central part of our country recently, like 
yesterday, and they're just saying, just continue to bless them. Just remember, and every time you see military personnel go to these places to help clean up these tornadoes or a flood event or something, to keep blessing them. That folks that um, are understand blessing, it is, uh, it's really important that we keep blessing our military, and that will keep that kind of momentum up. And that I know is, um, you know, part of a lot of our, the ideal would be to have our surface, our service people actually be of service to individuals in our country, you know, that have greater needs. And uh, that's a beautiful concept. I can certainly join in holding that one uh, so much better than, you know, people killing people uh, and one person bigger than the other person. Not really truth, but in that kind of acts of killing and war and those kind of things. Um, I know there are a lot of us in, in unity and a new thought that would, um, and Christians that would celebrate that <laughs> of a new time and a new new era. Well, um, thank you for that insight, and we will be back after break, and we will talk more, Kermi, about you and your work and and the difference that you're making in our world. We'll be right back. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear.
We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. And we're talking to Kermie Woolenhouse. And before break, we were talking about guidance that angels were giving about the new paradigm of what the military is going to look like in our world. And as we continue to promote and hold true peace, peace within us. Kermie, um, you want to continue talking about that subject with us? Yeah, they had one other thing to, to say and, and, um, and a little bit about what I do. When I see, I just saw like a World War II veteran um, not too long ago, like I think it was Sunday. And I said, thank you for serving. I enjoy the freedom that you put your life and sacrificed for, for me and for all of us. And, you know, there are times that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's hard when, you know, there is a, a nation or people or something that want to steal our, our freedom. And so I'm just so happy as we just honor them. And the angels are saying as we honor them and just say thank you for, for freedom and to, uh, that sacrifice that they did and, and whether they wanted to or not, you know, they left their families and, and all that and as their duty and as their love for this country, um, you know, we can still honor that and, and love that. And they're saying that that act too will also um, just give people pride in what they did lose um, from these um, conflicts and, and things that uh, where there was some bloodshed and and, and they're kind of just saying, you know, from the Civil War on, you know, just the beginning of this nation. Um, so anyway, they just wanted to kind of end with that as we um, reframe or move and evolve uh, what our military is going to be looking like and more like peacekeepers and, and kind of crisis interventionists and all things like that. So that's good. I'm going to ask if there's anything else that they wanted to say about 2012. Um, they're saying that there's also going to be lots of sunshine. They're showing me just this lots of sunshine. Oh, they're saying um, just please be careful about the sun, especially those of us who are in sunny climates. Um, they're saying that this is a time where radiation really is becoming more and more on this planet. Um, and they're showing me like Japan and um, different spots that have some radioactivity uh, around. And they're saying that just it's nothing to be afraid of. They're just saying just be aware and to continue to protect ourselves with sunscreen and things that we already know. But they're saying that the sun is going to be quite prominent in our uh, energy and our um, life force and our vitamins. We're going to harness it in many more ways uh, that we haven't really harnessed before. There's going to be, they're showing me lots of solar flares and they're so funny. They said, you know, the BlackBerry folks didn't like it when the solar flares because they're so vulnerable and that uh, our cell phones are going to go out a little bit more and they're saying certainly black, um, back up all our computers and everything because there is going to be more solar activity apparently this year. Um, and they're also saying that we're um, harnessing that as well and that uh, as we um, see that there's going to be more flares that, uh, there are scientists working on harnessing the actual radiation that comes into our atmosphere that 
dissipates and doesn't usually harm us, but they are going to try to harness that and make it into an energy source. They're also saying that our solar cars are going to be on the horizon, um, that we're going to be seeing totally uh, solar vehicles. So that will be exciting. And it's towards the end of the year that there's going to be more of that. I'm asking about the economy, um, and they're saying that there are people looking and really grassroots looking at different ways of looking financially. And they're also saying that as we are all pushed to simplify our lives, that we are going to find more richness, and they're showing me that shovel again, that richness, and that we're actually digging for gold, and that it's not so much um, things that we're acquiring on top of the earth, but it's things that are deeper within us and within our um, environment, and we're finding that we have maybe fewer things, but we're enjoying them more, is what they're saying. And they're just sending lots of love around the planet, and there's a lot of, there's this pink um, blanket that they're uh, putting around the planet right now. So we just kind of spray that in. So there you have it. Wow. On a, on a soul's journey as an individual, as we are delving into 12, and um, are, are there certain practices that, that we can do um, on a daily basis or a weekly basis, uh, rituals or anything that would also keep us through this time more grounded and centered or open? Mm-hmm. They're saying the practical things of eating, eating uh, root vegetables or things that are in the ground like potatoes, carrots, things like that, beets, uh, would ground us and help us on a cellular level that we're still in these vehicles called our human bodies. So they're saying really work with that. There's also we want to take in more light is what they're saying, but you can take it in, they're saying, by our citrus, by they're showing me lemons, oranges, grapefruits, things like that, and anything that is up like sunflower seeds. Um, There's going to be a boom. Oh, interesting. I love it when they tell me something I don't know. Um, (laughs) In sunflower seeds. And uh, planting sunflowers would be really important because they harness the sun and there's a really strong angel of the sunflowers that will help your whole garden. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. uh And uh, fish that are uh, more up on the higher levels of the sea are going to have a little bit more of this solar... Mm, energy, so to speak, and uh, they're showing me trees as well, like nuts and things like that are, are also going to hold a little bit more energy. You'll find that you're even doing a walnut or a pecan or something, you, as you eat it, you'll be energized as say you're taking a vitamin you know, B or something. They're just saying that it's just going to hold more energy. So there's going to be a lot less need for coffee. Oh, interesting. Because we're going to be pretty energetic because of the solar harnessing that our food is going to be on. And um, a more practical level. They're just saying stay out of fear. Just let that go. Stay in the light. Stay in the light. 
I can just see a beautiful. I love fields of sunflowers. They're just there's nothing any any prettier really than um, than than seeing those and. That makes perfect sense about eating the vegetables that are growing out of the ground as far as um, staying grounded. They're mm-hmm. mm-hmm. saying, yeah, don't eat dirt, but um, eat the vegetables that live in the dirt. So that should do it. Um, any other questions before they leave? They're just kind of bending that blanket around and... <laughs> well, I, I just want to remind everybody on the show of the uh, value of having a reading with you. And I know you do like half hour and an hour. Mm-hmm. And again, your website and all your information is on it. We're talking to Kermie Woolenhouse, who has her PhD as an angelologist. Um, she has um, been in ministry um, most of her adult life. And her website is Kermi, K-E-R-M-I-E, and the angels, that's plural, dot com. And Kermi has her book out, uh, How to Talk with the Angels. And did you say your third book? Do you have a second book, or is that the second book, Kermi? No, I, the first book was just published, and it was actually picked up by a Spanish and a French publisher, so I'm excited about that. That should be up in the spring. And then my second book, um, I'm just finishing the final writing of it, the final rewrite. So I'll be putting that to my agent and seeing where that goes. And then the third book, I'll go right to the third book, um, but it's, it's, there's, just a stream of them, so we'll just keep going. I'm enjoying my writing and um, just meeting people. Um, I love it when people are um, reading the book and then I show up to do signings and things and there's a couple book clubs that want my book and then they call me and say, we've read your book this month and we just wanted to ask a few questions and so I'm like, sure, that'd be great. So that's been real fun too and I've gotten lots of um, good positive things about people that just said, you know, I just was given this book about how to talk to and actually listen to my guardian angel, not thinking that really I had one. And, oh, my gosh, I have one, and their name is, you know, something. And um, it's very exciting. I'm going to leave right now and take a little break. So thank you so much, Temple, for having me on. Oh, I really appreciate you being with us today, and thank you for being here. And again, the website is um, Kermi, K-E-R-M-I-E, and theangels.com. And uh, you've been listening to the show today, Moving from Good to Amazing, and how you can utilize um, various practices in your life to, you know, accentuate the positive qualities and choices of your life. Um Everything is like part of a map in your life as a spiritual person and uh, individuals that offer either wisdom in astrology or angelologist or uh, a therapist, whatever is um, open to you this year in 2012. I like to say to just say to your, your spirit within, guide me. Uh, to the people, uh, the teachers, 
are the new ways and avenues in which I can uh, move forward in my life from good to amazing. And once you call in, whatever that may be, I assure you it will come. It always does. And to have uh, just more insight or other opinions, uh, like Kermi said, bottom line is it is always our choice and our decision uh, to go with the flow or not. But that information is always available to us. The thing I would close with today is I would make the statement that we use in the other circles um, called the recovery circles. If you keep doing what you've always been doing, by far you will get uh, what you've always got. So ponder the possibility of adding something new, a ritual, or an experience in your life that could offer you the possibility of change. Part of being amazing is being adventurous and the willingness to try new things. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Temple Hayes, and you have been joining us from Good to Amazing. Please share our show with friends and family, and also write in on amazing at unity.fm for any future shows you would like to see. Have a good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Hello, Unity Online Radio. Yes, I was wanting to know if I can listen to Unity Online Radio on my smartphone. Actually, yes. iPhone and Android users can now listen live to Unity Online Radio with the Live 365 app. This is great news. How do I get the app? Getting the app is super easy. You'll need to download our broadcast partner's app, Live 365. iPhone users can go to iTunes to download the Live 365 app Android users can go to the Android market. Once the app is downloaded onto your mobile device, search for Unity Online Radio. And voila, your favorite hosts, live on your phone. Wow. Unity Online Radio, on the go? How cool is that? To learn more, go to www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. According to an ancient Hindu teaching... If you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Catuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. 
Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. The Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the messengers of unity. We salute the messengers of unity. The voices of the one voice of all. to Pazapalooza, Music That Matters, with host Richard McDesey, to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, this is Ellen Devonport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used, and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave the five principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because the five principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know every day in every decision. Just five principles, they cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 